This is a Commune podcast. Work from home, future of work, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, NFT. इतनी सारी चीजें आ गई हैं ना दुनिया में तो मतलब लाइक शांति से क्यों नहीं रह सकते हो यार तुम लोग बना दिया था ना आईफोन उसके बाद और एक्स्ट्रा कुछ बनाने की क्या जरूरत है ये सब करने की एक वैसे ही लाइक मेरे घर के ऊपर वाले घर में किसी का कंस्ट्रक्शन वर्क चल रहा है कितनी प्रॉब्लम हो रही है मुझे तुम्हें पता है उसकी वजह से और फिर ये टेक्नोलॉजी समझो फिर समझो कि फ्यूचर क्या है लाइक अभी केसेस भी बढ़ गए हैं ना तो दोबारा तो अब दोबारा घर पे बैठना पड़ेगा अब दोबारा फिर टेक्नोलॉजी यूज़ करनी पड़ेगी ना फिर ऑनलाइन जाके एंड देन यू नो इट्स डिफिकल्ट यार लाइक पहले सीखो करना क्या है फिर करो मतलब समझाएगा कौन करना क्या है ये तो बता दो हमें तो मैंने सोचा कि मैं ना लाइक माय बॉस एट माइक्रोसॉफ्ट माई एक्स बॉस ही इज़ द वन हु हायर्ड मी टू रन दी एक्स बॉक्स बिजनेस तो ही ना हैज़ बिकम डिजिटल ट्रांसफॉर्मेशन consultant thought leader so i thought i'll get him on the show and just uh, kind of get a sense of ki chal kya raha hai samajhna zaruri hai na hai na to please welcome digital transformation thought leader author of a book called the tech whisperer and generally a very intelligent person mr jaspreet pendra past i know pretty much what you're currently doing almost i mean i i think i do but if you were to define yourself right now in this stage for people who are listening what is it that you do currently well three things uh, uh i'm sure so uh, three different things though there is one commonality across all of them okay so number one i am a advisor and consultant on digital transformation for a few companies which for reasons that they best know have thought decided that they want to be more technology friendly more digital more you know new age etc and then they kind of thrash around for to find people who can help them and you know uh, i do come to mind sometimes so that's number one number two is um, what i grandiosely call thought leadership which basically means that people pay me to speak so i am kind of a speaker on a few things technology and digital across the world and then my book and my columns and etc are all of that and number 3 is teaching i'm kind of uh, associated with harvard business school as a global educator i'm a scholar in residence for indian school of business etc but the common thing amongst all of these is that this is all around that central pillar of digital transformation and technology you know there there is an iq level where you operate which was obviously far higher and above you know most of regular people including bill gates i believe right In, including bill gates ha tabhi wo chhod ke chala gaya tha us time pe wo keh raha hai ye na ho payega mujhse ek mayan mein do talwarein nahi reh sakti hai i would have preferred to be that talwar than this one but anyway so and 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 in your i think grasp of technology and just the understanding of it removing the fluff and coming to the basics and understanding was phenomenal uh but i didn't see that phase of yours which was like deeply involved or got excited about digital transformation so to say because i think it's most of the products etc that we were dealing with were different when at least i was with you when did this craze happen for you about digital transformation and how 
So, uh, no, that's a good question, Nanshu. So, a couple things. One is, yes, I've always been fascinated with technology. This goes back to actually the year 2000, when I actually first encountered the internet, really encountered the internet through Bazi.com. 2000, it also ages me, dates me. People can quickly figure out how old I am. Okay, but, you know, the moment I kind of encountered that, I never went back. And all the, frankly, all the reading, the learning, the teaching, the massive amount of just just curiosity around that. So whatever is what I talk about technology today is 20 plus years of all of that kind of coming. Yeah. And yes, and we can speak later on that. I discovered that I had this little inborn uh, talent, if I may say so, to simplify. That's how the book happened. But digital transformation, I agree. I mean, it was not something... Well, very frankly, you know, digital transformation is a six, six seven-year-old buzzword, if I may say. I mean, in 2013 or 14, people didn't know that such a thing was there. Correct. You know, I think it happened because, you know, people saw those Fortune top 10, top 50 companies lists change every year. Hmm. And, you know, from 9 out of 10 or 10 out of 10 companies being non-technology companies, gradually, and as of now, about 8 out of 10 are actually, in fact, 9 out of 10 are technology companies. Walmart hanging in there or an oil company hanging in there. And people realize that to be a leader or successful or thriving in the in tomorrow's world, irrespective of the sector that you're in, you need to be a technology. You can't be a, you know, Amazon is a technology company doing retail. Correct. You know, so you can't be an X company doing technology. You need to be a technology company X. And so therefore, and that was the whole transformation. Now, vis-a-vis me, I think, frankly, just the fact that I had worked in three specific places, startups, Indian business houses and global tech firms. And that probably was a combination which wasn't uh, very easy to get. Mm. Plus, I used to write, speak, teach. So, about around the time digital transformation became a buzzword, someone set off a rumor saying that Jaspreet Bindra is an expert. In. Okay. <laughs> and for whatever reasons, it caught on. And frankly, two things. Yeah, Bill Gates is Pakka. Two things catalyzed it. One was a particular article which I wrote in Mint. More than Mint went viral online called the 10 Commandments of Digital. Still there somewhere. Yeah. And then the second was the Mahindra role uh, opportunity, whatever, of being a group chief digital officer. I was actually the first chief digital officer in India. And no other company had done that? No, because that concept was unknown. Yeah. You know, they didn't know that such a thing was needed. One more C-level thing. So I think it was a combination of all of those things. But frankly, as the, I think more of it was a rumor started and perception building up rather than my true expertise. But, you know, it's what people believe rather than what you are. <laughs> this is this is this is the humble humble you I, I need to I need to warn the listeners of this episode that uh, <laughs> there, it's, there'll be an overdose of humility out here <laughs> like don't buy into it <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah I mean I, I I don't really think you know it's such a vast subject that I don't think there is one digital transformation expert yeah you kind of have different parts of it and I do tend to know a little bit more than others and parts of it. That's how this all happened. And like you said, you know, it's a it's a vast subject. It's uh, widely unexplored. There are very few success stories, or at least there yeah. were very few success stories when you took that leap. Uh, yeah. Working in Mahindra, which you did after Microsoft, being a chief digital officer is one thing, right? Because you you still you still have a job and, and you're still yeah. getting paid for it. But then, uh, well, yeah, if you call that a pay. Yes. Yes. I mean, come on. <laughs> 
you, <laughs> you were even even then having the finest of gins. So I'm assuming you were getting paid well. <laughs> yeah. But to leave that and say this area, which is so unclear right now, I'm going to build a career and also at a at, at a at a very mature stage of life. What was what was the motivation? What was the trigger that you said, okay, I'm going to do this on my own now? Yeah, in some sense, it's like a pot calling the kettle black. I'm sure. <laughs> okay, you asking me this question, <laughs> <laughs> but mine was easy. I just had to do jokes, and I knew jokes work already. Proven for seventy years that stand-up comedy works. <laughs> sure, no, 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 no. I just, just, I was just joking, as you might. Think. But, uh, uh, but look, no, look, I, you know, when I left Microsoft, I'm sure a couple of years, I think, before you did. Yeah. Actually, I had left saying that this is it. I'm not going to be uh, uh, doing another uh, job after this. Hmm. And there was a very simple reason. I loved Microsoft. Yeah. Okay, I really loved my time there. And actually, the time we left, I don't know, another secret coming out is that I was a global hypo that year. Oh, wow. Okay. For those of you who don't know, that's high potential employee, which is the, the cream of Microsoft. Yeah. So, I was a global hypo just a year before I had been awarded a Rolex watch for you know, some excellence across the world, something, something. So I was on the height of my time there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, but the thing with, and I love the place and, you know, could have spent my entire life there. There was only one problem. And the one problem is that something which I've always had, you know, since pretty much the beginning of my professional life that I, I'm never happy doing one thing. Hmm. Okay. I like to do many things simultaneously. I want my fingers in many pies. In fact, my problem is to grow extra fingers. Yeah. Okay. And so, and in a job, whatever be the job, you know, especially high pressure, high intensity jobs like these companies have, you cannot do more than one thing. I mean, even if it's legally allowed by company, yeah. you just don't, you can't. And so, you know, I was like, I want to do so many things, uh, you know, mostly around writing, teaching, technology, philosophy, bunch of things. Hmm. I could not. Hmm. Okay. And so that was the sole reason. And so when I left Microsoft, I actually left saying that I'm not going to do another job. The Mahindra job did not start off as a job. It, it started off as a consulting gig because suddenly I realized that while all these things were very nice, there was no money coming. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Uh, you almost came on to the artist life for a bit. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, uh, and so uh, I did a couple of consulting gigs. One of them was Mahindra. And that consulting gig kind of transformed into a job because, I mean, I, I think one of the finest corporate leaders, if not the finest corporate leader in the country leads that group, which is Ananda Ananda Ananda, it, yeah. it was just an amazing opportunity to even get a little time with him. And so, hmm. so that's how that happened. It was accident. Hmm. But everyone, including I knew that this was not a long-term thing. Okay. That you would start on your own. Yeah, exactly. And, and then the other thing which happened was that as I kind of did what I was doing, I realized that there was a, there was a market out there of people wanting to understand digital transformation, how they can do it in their companies beyond Mahindra Group hmm. and wanting a practitioner's view rather than a pure consultant or an academic. So I said, why not? And I jumped. Obviously, what I thought I would do is, is very different from what I ended up doing, which is what always happens. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how, uh, that's how that happened. And this was which year? This was 2018. Um, uh, 2018. So it's exactly three years. I actually left the group three years and six days back. Areva. Fantastic. So congratulations on your three-year journey of being solo. But you know, but you know, the thing is, this left the group thing is also, sorry to interrupt you, 
but you know i actually haven't left the group so i i'm still working with two of their companies in fact after i left i was a digital advisor to the group etc mm. and so you know a part of what i do is future of work and i don't believe that you belong to a company only if you're an employee that thing is past if in a year ago you had made that statement <laughs> i would be like nay this is just a philosophical statement but now uh, you know any of these statements they actually start making sense you're like yeah 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 when the virus hits you it first affects your brain and things you didn't believe you start believing <laughs> <laughs> it's i think recalibrated the brain in the right direction you <laughs> know for most of exactly. us you know you know when i when i quit uh, microsoft and and jumped into being uh, a stand up comedian i was actually very lucky because uh, stand up comedy literally took off in that year in the country right yeah, i don't uh, know which was the cause which was the effect ha matlab i i don't want, like why should i say it you know what i mean right everybody understands like aise entry karte hi industry ka aisa stock price went up but but there were the the comedians who were in the circuit had spent like 5 6 years before that uh struggling it out to make it an industry in you know whatever format it was back then so i was very lucky when that happened i sense and i could be wrong just help me here that 2017 18 when when you're getting into this was literally that exact frame where conversations were happening people didn't know people or companies didn't really know what to do and they were all searching for answers and that's possibly the time when you came into the fray yeah so again two things i agree with one is that um, you know yes around that time because of those lists changing because of the super high valuations that tech companies were getting and very frankly because tech companies started to move into the businesses and business models of existing uh, non tech companies so they started getting into insurance started getting into travel started getting into yeah. you know uh, banking etc and so and started doing well and so all these companies realized that boss that you know there's this there's this these five horsemen of the apocalypse uh, microsoft and uh, google and facebook those five guys going to eat their lunch and so you know either you kind of disappear or become like them so yeah so yeah. that thing had started around that The other important thing is that around that time in India, while it's been there elsewhere, is that without thinking that way, people started thinking that work and job could be different things. Okay. People always used to think that when you work for someone, it's you're 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 doing you you have a job with that person. Hmm. It's not necessarily true. And so this so this thing which I had started working on, and I do a lot of work in that, which is grandiosely titled "The Future of Work," hmm. had just about started happening. multiple things you know one uh, uh, company many employees to one employee many companies for example hmm. you know this whole so called remote work yeah now what covid did interestingly is accelerated both these trends hmm. okay so i call this the covid paradox in fact i say that look covid slowed down the world but accelerated change yeah okay and these two changes have been the big acceleration I mean, the future of work has suddenly become the present of work. But do you see live examples of uh, one em- one employee, multiple companies? Is it really happening? No, I'm doing it. Actually, right? you're no. doing it, huh? Ah, so you're the yeah, pioneer so in that. No, well, no, no, no. Bunch of people. It's not only me, but I'm saying that. Look, right now, I work with five companies. I do digital transformation there. Yeah. So, like for example, in the UK, where now I have a little footprint, the concept of an interim CFO, interim CDO, etc., has been there for ten, twelve years. Hmm. So I could be the CFO of three different companies. Hmm. Two days, two days, one day. So you're offering you're offering roles as a service. Exactly. Exactly. So it's it's that you know because again, work and job need not be the same thing. So all this thing that used to be part of 
working for a corporate right this whole corporate culture this believing in a strategy this long term vision uh, employee engagement all of that is just falling apart right now is it well you know it's very interesting so if you bear with me there is this uh, very famous book called reinventing work it's by a french author whose name is pretty unpronounceable so i will not pronounce it <laughs> okay pyar se hum usko jean plop laate hain ha so you know he talks about how work started off as what is called red so you know it was like a wolf pack you know there was one leader if he told you that you go jump from a cliff you jump from the cliff otherwise he would kill you that was how organization structures were yeah okay and some of them still exist the mafia for example hmm it became what is called orange okay which is like the army you know so still that same thing but you will not jump off a cliff but you will still walk into death or whatever huh. right and but still there is some hierarchy there's one major general also and you know so it's hmm. like what then it became what they call blue which is your organizations like gm ge etc so you know for for the first time employees started getting heard you could say something mai cliff se kood to raha hu but sab meri awaaz sun rahe hain ha to orange is like the army or like the church for example <laughs> i mean when was the last you heard a priest getting a performance appraisal doesn't happen correct <laughs> so then the blue was where performance appraisals meritocracy and you know the big organizations all that industrial revolution and then happened what are called the green companies which are like the googles or the facebooks or the microsofts 20% free time hmm. much more egalitarian you can you can give galis to uh, uh, mark zuckerberg if you want not that he listen but still hmm. okay and you could do all that stuff so now they say that all, exactly what you just said okay so this was all about strategy etc etc now they say that the future of work is teal t e a l the color teal okay okay where people get together for a purpose rather than for a strategy hmm okay that okay we need to make this particular industry green for a patagonia as a company like that which hmm. so purpose is replaced strategy and here a bunch of people get together it's there is a leader but he's not he's more a and many companies have started legal firms consulting firms have started software tech firms have started working there hmm. and uh, that person might and employees might say that look i'm working two days a week for you and then one and a half day i'm going to solve some other problem or work for another problem huh. and you look at look at what elon musk is doing he's working for five companies right yeah look at what jack dorsey is doing he's doing two big companies huh. right correct that's actually in the valley there is no one i haven't yet met anyone who works for one company ha huh. पैशन It is. It it lasts for about few months. Then they realize, is वाले को तो नहीं बुलाना ऑफिस में. A lot of a lot of HR people in these newer companies are now being called. So you know they used to be called human resources, right? HR, hmm. which was a, it's a very industrial term. Yeah. Okay, हम land resource है हमारे पास machine resource है और human resource. Human resource. हाँ. अब इसको कैसे हम use करें? ठीक है. किसको निकाले? किसको बढ़ाए? किसको बढ़ाए? Then it became chief people officer, right? चलो आप ह्यूमन रिसोर्स से तुम आदमी बन गए एंड नाउ बंच ऑफ पीपल आर एक्चुअली कॉलिंग देम कल्चर पीपल कल्चर ऑफिसर्स राइट यू आर रिस्पॉन्सिबल फॉर द कल्चर ऑफ दी माइक्रोसॉफ्ट माइक्रोसॉफ्ट ने दैट्स व्हाट हैपेंड 
Now I think their transition to chief purpose office. Ah, which then fits into what you were saying that everybody comes in for a particular purpose, and when the purpose is over, then they move on or you know they do different things. Exactly. So I think that's what is going to happen here. Well, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. Although, you know, you know there was a lot of, uh, you know, last last one year I'd been reading, obviously, every, every second article is about future of work, yeah. right? And this anytime, anywhere, place, uh, working for different companies, all of those concepts came in. But I also realized that when things opened up, <laughs> right, yeah. the moment they opened up a little bit, everybody went back, right? And with a vengeance, it is also to do with how you have been set up for this right every every person is now so trained in their mind and body yeah to go to one place have a bunch of colleagues work in one environment uh, yeah who 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 is in charge of changing that so no so so you know you're right that abhi jab when covid happened and suddenly work decentralized right so there's a big thing which covid did uh, and so was decentralized everything think about it so work from home is nothing but decentralized work Correct. Because any time these centralized systems are far less open to disruption than centralized system. Hmm. Okay, that's where the whole open source software philosophy also comes from. Correct. Huh. But it was not only work. Okay, retail decentralized. So you needed to kind of decentralize to e-commerce and omni-channel, right? Hmm. To survive. Yeah. Restaurants decentralized. Food decentralized. Right. Education, as you know, with children decentralized. Hmm. Right. But I right now the moment we between the first wave and the second wave as things started getting to normal, someone said, "Chalo, vatus." Okay, so you know specifically to work, I, you know I have never believed that there is something called WFH. It's a misnomer. There's no work from home. Hmm. What work is going to change to is actually WFA. Work from anywhere. Anywhere, ah. which includes office, which includes office. So that could be office, home. Co-working space, hill station, coffee shop, whatever. Yeah, whatever. And how much of WFA, which extreme will it be? Whether towards the anywhere or towards the office? Hmm. Extreme depends, frankly, on country, culture, and industry. And in different places, it's going to be different extremes or different part in that continuum. It is such a it's such a dramatic shift. It is not like you know there was a trend for ten years which is changing. This is ever since companies came into existence. There was a model of working, of going to office, and that is getting disrupted. I was just thinking of the impact it will have on on people who are working, who are, I, you know, the younger younger generation, the, those who are coming into work now will be able to adapt much quicker Absolutely. because they haven't seen anything else. But but I think of people who are above th- mid thirties, forties, those who have been set in that model. How difficult will it be for those people to adapt to this model? And more importantly, adapt is okay because you know sometimes you're getting a salary, you tend to adapt automatically. But those who would be able to take advantage of this model, it's very funny you say that. I have written a what I will call a wonderful article. Okay, on humility part two. Huh. <laughs> you know, when work started and show way back during the Roman time, okay, there was no office. Hmm. People would carry their work wherever they had to go to. Hmm. So there is this old, actually old manuscript book, whatever is this? Some Roman philosopher, whatever, who says that you should carry your tablet when you go boar hunting. Okay, so he would go boar hunting or whatever, and tablet was the stone tablet, not hmm. obviously a tablet. And he says the that's the way you should do this. There should be you know wherever you go, you carry your tablet. Huh. The office as a concept, frankly, started with the East India Company. It's very weird. It was the first company which actually had offices. They wanted to impress people, etc., etc. Hmm. And again, in the Roman times, there was this word called 
atium, which was for leisure. Okay, and then the word negatium was no leisure, which was work. So work was when you when you don't have leisure, then it's work. We reversed it to leisure is when you don't have work. <laughs> so in many ways, hopefully, we are going back. This whole four-day work week, work from anywhere, yeah. is where the human situation and human beings actually started from. Hmm. Okay, and then they became heavily centralized, heavily corporatized, heavily organized. No wonder it's called organization, a company. Yeah. And then, you know, we are actually going back. And the fun part is that, like you say, stand-up comedy preceded it. So did technology. Hmm. You know, so the whole open source movement was actually something like that, where you could care yes. of whatever. Even blockchain, which you know is one of my pet passions, hmm. is really about decentralization and not having any authority and working by consensus and yeah. having traceability and accountability. It's actually just the, if you people, if you didn't hear, if the word blockchain wasn't there, you would think about it as, you know, uh, the teal organization, the new way of working. Huh. Okay, so it's quite interesting how some of these things are related to each other. It's fascinating, no? now that you, 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 you're putting it in this framework, when it comes to actual work and organizations, uh, at the back of my head, I was thinking, what was it that, uh, what was the most euphoric thing that happened after I quit Microsoft and became uh, a stand-up comedian? There were two aspects of it, and you very rightly kind of pointed out something that you also wanted to do. One was that uh, I was not stuck to going to one place. I was working from different places uh, wherever I felt I was more effective. Yeah. Right? So whether it was a coffee shop or a co-working space or my house or wherever it was. So I had that freedom which allowed me to actually manage my time way better than anything else. And the second was, which is your, you know, one employee, multiple organizations. When I, when I came on my own, I realized that now there is nobody to tell me what I can't do. Yeah. You know, I can attempt 10 things, fail at eight, but I'll still enjoy that experience of going to those 10 places. And then two, which will work out, I'll continue doing this, right? So you literally have a blank canvas in front of you and you start operating out of there. And it's such a liberating feeling. To say that now you are in total control of what you really want to do. No, I absolutely agree. And you would have realized it also. Uh, Anju, you don't work less. You actually work more. Yeah, actually I do. <laughs> which, is, which is very sad. <laughs> which, which was not part of the plan, honestly. <laughs> yeah, but you end up working more. But then the thing is that, uh, you know, a lot of it is uh, because uh, you're experimenting, as you said. Yeah. yeah. It's not which has to be done. But is required for the paying work. I mean, there's a whole lot of non-paying work that you do, which is required for the paying work. Correct. Also, also work leisure is now the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. So it's, it's not a work-life balance; it's work-life integration in that sense. Huh, right? it so, is literally that. It is yeah, literally yeah, yeah. that. Uh, except that you know, if you you know, part, sometimes that work doesn't feel like work. Huh. You don't call it work, also, and therefore it becomes leisure. Right? You mentioned Bitcoin, and uh, one of the things I was really excited about, uh, you know, doing this podcast was. Mirkona, as a, I used to think till I was in Microsoft and even after that for a couple of years that when it comes to technology, I'm very good Okay, uh, in understanding technology, in working with tech technology, whether it's apps or software or stuff like that. I, you know, I was like, I, I get a hang of this. And the world then last few years just moved very, very quickly. <laughs> okay. So then this Bitcoin happened, cryptocurrency happened. And then, you know, you you start realizing that you are not in touch with the world. Abhi, recently I heard something called NFT. And I asked my son, I was like, Ye kya hai? To, I mean, I, I don't think he understands. So maybe he does. And this is the right explanation. He says, people are selling their tweets. 
I was like, I need to get Jaspreet onto a podcast. Okay, I need to get a hang of what is going on in this world. So help me, help everybody who is listening and understand what's going on. <laughs> like that's the simplest question I can answer. What is going on? It's a very simple question, uh, Anshu, but it's an almost impossible answer. Okay. <laughs> so, so look, I think at the highest level, what is happening is that we are. for the last 10 years now we are on we are in a transition from one kind of a technology regime to another in the same way that you know we moved from horse drawn carriages to steam steam as a technology Our horses were also a technology hmm. okay uh, and we moved to steam as a technology and then we moved to ic engines as a technology ic engines was a huge huge thing uh, and then computing you know and then the internet okay these were all these massive shifts okay? but they took time to play out So you know, computers took like thirty years to play. Correct. Okay. The internet took maybe twenty years to play. From somewhere in end seventies, beginning eighties to almost early two thousand, right? So hmm. and a little later, so twenty twenty. So I think we are again in that shift, massive shift. Okay, where all these newer technologies, uh, sometimes called Industry Four Point Zero technologies, uh, hmm. like AI or Wrong. I have never trusted anything which is dot o. That's much more huh. Microsoft experience, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> there is always fear. Huh. Or uh, blockchain, or IoT, and you know these bunch of new technology. In fact, I think that even it's very weird because you know these transitions are accelerating, and so even as mm. this peak is happening, the decline is also happening, and we are now moving to in an in the again in the highest way we moved from. uh atom to the bit and now from the bit we are moving to the gene okay which is going to be the next wave and it's already started ye ye wali wave samajh nahi aa rahi next bhi aa rahi hai like this exactly koi koi tension hone wali but the thing is that many of these will be combined so genetic technologies combined with ai for example hmm. okay already started happening those stuff happening called alpha fold let me throw some more names ha main aise chair se giri jaunga abhi niche So anyway, so there's this shift, okay, and that's how it's happening. Now this shift, this and I'm not coming to the genetic shift yet. Hmm. Okay, this one is frankly all about data. Okay. Okay. So at the heart of all of these technologies, I'm sure is data. So AI is a better way to make sense of data, analytics, AI, whatever. Uh, 5G is a way to make data go faster from one place to another. Got it. Blockchain is a way to make data far more secure and cryptographically pro- protected, authentic, etc., etc. Hmm. IoT is a way to get huge amounts of data from devices. Okay, and make them and then do analysis analytics on that to make them perform better. Hmm. So if you any technology frankly hmm. uh, is is a way to manipulate and get insights from data. Okay. Okay, that's what is happening now. Okay, and then I think the next one, which is the genetic one, will be the biggest of them all, and hopefully the most beneficial of them all, because this one still has its dark sides. Hmm. That will also have its dark sides, but that will be the next one. And the, I, again, COVID has brought that forward. That one. Okay. Okay. But what is that? What is what is the wave of genetics? So that's about how you uh, how you tweak your DNA, for example, to get rid of diseases. Uh, so there's something called CRISPR, K R I S P R. which the late two ladies who discovered it won the nobel prize two years back hmm. and crispr is a way where you can actually use rna which is another genetic module to actually slice your dna remove certain parts to it and make it back again 
And so if you have a particular gene which causes sickle cell anemia, for example, you can remove that. Okay, so that whole thing. I think मेरे 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 podcast contract में लिखा है कि ये वाला phrase use नहीं कर रहा हूँ but मैं ये phrase use ही कर लेता हूँ अभी भैंस की आँख seriously <laughs> no so for example these vaccines the uh, mRNA vaccines are actually they've it's literally like injecting software inside hmm. okay it goes in and manu and and manipulates your the virus gene to act in a different way हाँ then what it does Okay, it, it's very advanced in that sense. Okay, so that's the genetic one. But this one, and so because you started with crypto and we moved huh. elsewhere. I was just asking a question. I was just scared. No, but this one is all about data. And so, if you come specifically to the blockchain, Bitcoin part of it, hmm. that basically, at its simplest level, is about how technology can be used to decentralize stuff. So, money was always centralized. How can we create decentralized money? Happened in 2008 when uh, Lehman Brothers happened. People realized that centralized money, no central banks, so are running the amap. And so, can we decentralize? And there, are, you know, and Bitcoin was born. It's still early. Uh, most technologies, when they are born, first go through their their criminal phase in a sense. So, VHS one over beta, not because it was better, but because it could be pirated and faster, for example. Okay, and so it's going through that stuff or. Or uh, the first business model of the internet was pornography. Hmm. It always happens that way, and that's what is happening. Uh, and like, like you can so basically, Bitcoin is what is called tokenized money. You can create a token for a physical asset. In this case, the physical asset being money. NFTs or non fungible uh, tokens are where you can tokenize creativities. Okay, and uh, like I can sell my joke. You can, so you can. Okay, so the tweet that the tweet that your son was referring to is Jack Dorsey. Uh-huh. His first tweet ever, the first tweet ever. Okay, he kind of said, "Okay, I'm tokenizing." It's only one person can own the tweet. Could be spread. Anyone can see it. Anyone can do whatever with it. But only one guy owns it. So you know, you can own. One guy will own a Van Gogh, right? You can make hundred prints from it. Anyone can see it, right? But only one guy owns it. But how does that help? Okay. Look, Okay, when when you said Van Gogh, it's it's like okay, that it's still a painting of Van Gogh, but somebody else owns it. So that's what's happening in the creator space. You've created something, but now you're getting paid for. It is owned by somebody else. Oh, that's complicated actually. <laughs> when I said it, it sounded yeah. But Van Gogh has to sell it. Now Van Gogh to marry. Okay, so only but people, the guy, the artist who sold is whatever yeah. for sixty million dollars or whatever, put it out there saying that okay, fine, I have created it, but someone else can own. It. And tomorrow, sell it, uh, resell it. But that he could have done with actual money also. Aha, uh-huh, but uh, this was a this is a digital asset, so no one was willing to pay real money for digital asset. So we are paying monopoly. <laughs> yeah, well, it's 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 an experiment. The way to look upon it is it's an experiment. And there's this other massive thing happening, uh, which will make you and people like you glad, makes me glad. I wrote about it in my last. Mint article, which is called the creator economy. मतलब you know the whole thing is that yes, yes. you know you must have heard about it. How now individuality can be monetized, and uh, there are many ways it's being done. But you know through these uh, uh, substacks or through you know uh, uh, the podcasts, for example, okay, monetizing of it. And NFT is one more experiment to see if creativity can be monetized. Maybe it will work. Maybe it won't. And I, I, I now want to dig deeper into it. I was thinking, I will also understand. But, but this is this is sounding very interesting. See, th- think of it this way, right? 
uh, I'm a creator right now. I'm an artist. I am aware that things like this are happening in the world, but they all seem very distant and they all seem very detached from the world I exist in. Yeah. Now, there'll be hundreds and thousands of people like me, millions of people like me, not only creators, otherwise also, who are seeing this in news and in articles and in fancy presentations or TED Talks, right? Yeah. But if I were to make myself ready for it, to participate, not to be an expert, like you're an expert, right? You, you're, I'm you're, not, in this case, you're lead, no. I, I mean, like in, in certain areas and you're leading the change and you're helping people lead the change. But as a, just as a participant, how do I get a hang of this? Like, where do I, where do I start? So one, uh, there's this wonderful book, which is out there. It's called The Tech Whisperer. Huh. I heard, huh, I heard, I heard. Kisne likha tha hai? Some very famous guy, na? I don't know. It was a name which was suspiciously similar to mine. A spelling bhi same thi, kamal hai, yaar. Okay, so, so, look. Yeah, so The Tech Whisperer, I mean, I'm, I know I'm shilling my book, but The Tech Whisperer, as the name suggests, and this is an answer to your question. It's not just a plug for my book. Okay, uh, it's both. Okay, so uh, the tech whisperer, you know, I, I completely agree. Look, there are so many things happening out there and you don't necessarily want to be an expert, but you want it at least explain to you and then figure out what can you do with it if you want to do something with it or not. Correct. I, as I alluded to earlier, people told me that you kind of have this ability to make things simple and people understand it. Pretty much like, you know, a horse whisperer makes things understandable to horses or a dog whisperer to dogs. Okay. That's where the tech whisperer came from. And so if you read that book, I mean, the whole book is really about trying to make these things simple. A lot of things which I've said today, not NFTs, because NFTs happened later, is about making it simple. Following from the tech whisperer are my fortnightly columns, which is tech whispers. Where do they go and subscribe? Jaspreetindra.com is obviously the best place. But also, you know, if you just type in tech whispers, Jaspreetindra, you'll find them. There are about 40, 45 columns. Every fortnight, there's one. The last to last one explained NFT. Do they come as newsletters also? So I'm sending off as newsletters also. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's a, my mailing list is very small. I'll include you from now. And I've started a podcast last week. Yes. As you know, which I call the Unpodcast, which is basically out of sheer laziness. Huh. And I didn't want to... Uh, clean it up and so I said let the work I, I heard the intro and I was like and you were like I don't want to clean it up I don't want to be natural I was like nahin ko kaam nahi karna basically <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't know but, but look I also was a little pissed off at all the podcasts it's like you know you know the conferences and unconferences yeah yeah, yeah. everyone did a conference and then people got sick of conferences correct huh. okay and so unconferences happened huh. okay. <laughs> yeah correct so I said you know why not unpodcast okay because life is going to happen around you you can't clean up life here you can't, yeah. I mean, you know. So, um, so you can't clean up life, but you can always clean up audio. Yeah, but but why? I mean, anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay, right. It's just a philo- It's a philosophical thing. Okay, so so the unpodcast uh, every fortnight or maybe every day again because it's an unpodcast. It will not. It will be unfrequent. Huh. Okay, so. So uh, every week or fortnight, we'll explain these things. Okay, so 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 for everybody who's listening, here's the thing: uh, go buy Tech Whisperers by Jaspreet Bindra. Uh, it'll it'll it's it's the place from where you start at. Absolutely, right? You start understanding these are the basics. Uh, you get a hang of it. Uh, then go to jaspreetbindra.com and uh, go through the articles. In sequential manner, I'm assuming because you're... You're right. Uh, it's sequential as well as I've classified them into different subjects. Oh, okay. Perfect. And then there is this podcast. 
which is the unpodcast un- unpodcast it's not a podcast <laughs> okay now la- last thing just be as an artist in this changing world what would you advise artists like me who are creating both for the digital and the offline world what would you advise us how do we work with technology and tech to take our art form into the future so look again i'll say a couple things number one from a technology meets artist viewpoint it's the best time ever there was a time when the technology had actually centralized art so the long tail had actually disappeared okay and it was it was 95% of the people make uh, you know money being made by 5% of the people now because of this new concept of creator economy or also called the passion economy huge amounts of money is now being put to create platforms which will democratize art much more okay whatever be the form of art but it's going to crazily democratize art and again covid has accelerated it okay because the people suddenly had more time to consume art and so you know if you're hmm. a writer for example there's a there's a platform called substack which you know helps you monetize your writings and people are earning more money than in their journalism jobs for example uh, the whole all the podcast uh, platforms are another set of platforms youtube as a platform is also democratizing and there's a bunch of hmm. a- across genres different genres of art there are platforms coming up technology platforms coming up being vastly funded and which are going to democratize and make the long tail happen so you know as i write in my last article you know uh, hmm. andy warhol said that 15 minutes of fame everyone will have their 15 minutes of fame now the thing is these platforms will make everyone have this 15 minutes simultaneously and make money out of it also so that's one big thing and so explore these platforms go into this passion economy creator economy thing just explore it on the web you'll find millions of things happening there which you didn't know uh, in fact a gurgaon based uh, startup called go social which helps photographers monetize their pictures they never made money out of photography oh wow okay but you know they found that there are people who will pay money just to see it once rather than own it you know you just pay 10 rupees or you pay 1000 rupees and you yeah. watch all these pictures every month 1000 rupees per year anyway so that's one and these are what are called social 3.0 platforms or web 3.0 platforms so the creator economy that's one second is that look the future is hybrid the future is neither offline only or online only so as a stand up comedian if you believe which i'm sure you don't but many might that you know the world is going to come back and we are all going to go back to that mic in front of the brick wall and you know it's going to be all the same it's not so it is going to be hybrid it's going to be neither here nor there and you have to adjust to this hybrid world irrespective of the genre that you're in and learn to make money out of hmm. this this hybrid thing rather than just one so those are the two things i would say oh, that's interesting i i think that's a lot of food for thought I was also thinking uh, that I quit uh, tech to become an artist, and now, <laughs> now the tech is tech is right here in front of me, saying, "Hey, you can't quit. <laughs> you know, you can never quit tech. Now, it'll always be a part of your life." Yeah, because you know, I think now people. I mean, something which I've always believed that technology, philosophy, and art are really the same thing, and I will not go attempt to answer that today. But that is my excitement about how. at the highest level technology becomes philosophy and art wow that's what is really happening that's a that's a very deep statement to actually just sign off on na just <laughs> just leave people with this idea do din tak sochte rahenge ki yaar kya bola tha yaar wo technology philosophy art kaise ho gaya same yaar when someone is a phd in ai <laughs> it's doctor of philosophy oh yeah correct ha <laughs> okay. there's a reason for that 
people who are listening in want to understand why philosophy art and technology are the same please listen to one podcast <laughs> because a regular podcast will not be able to explain to you this part <laughs> no no the, the premise of one podcast is where technology philosophy history and business come together for a cup of coffee what would be the conversation oh interesting that's what is interesting there. what a beautiful theme what a beautiful theme and on that note thank you so much sir thank you so much for uh, being on this podcast which is an actual podcast uh, <laughs> and i and i look forward to actually uh, uh reading all the articles on your website and uh, episodes from unpodcast whether you clean it up or not doesn't matter because i think the depth of what you're going to say really uh, will be phenomenal for all of us so thank you so much for coming on to this episode it was a pleasure like always chatting up with you same here anshul and uh, great to meet you again and i mean I, i must sign off by saying that look if you think i was brave you were far braver than all of us and you made you know you really no and i mean it in a nice way okay and uh, you have actually created a amazing amazing example for many many people to follow main itna wait kar raha tha maine itne sare compliment diye maine kaha ek to aayega kabhi na kabhi aa hi gaya well thank you so much thank you so much this is a last thank you bye so All right, you guys can keep thinking about why technology, art, and philosophy are interrelated to each other, but I guess they are. Uh, you know, it's been a fascinating conversation with Jaspreet, uh, primarily because I think it is the need of the art for everyone, whichever field you are in, where, whatever, wherever you work, whether you're studying, whether you're working, whether you're an artist, whether you're in corporate job. Uh, you know it is important for you to understand that the world is changing dramatically. You know, COVID has COVID has kind of accelerated that growth, and technology is at the center of it. and uh, while these things might uh, seem a little intimidating uh, you know stuff like bitcoin cryptocurrency creators economy stuff like that there are people who are providing these platforms there are startups who are coming up with these fascinating platforms for us to utilize and they're simple to use i guess so i would urge you guys to just go out there and uh, check these things out study them and uh, if you have an issue uh, just log into jaspreetbindra.com because i'm pretty sure that that guy would have covered uh, whatever topic uh, is under the sun as far as technology and digital transformation is concerned so uh, i hope you guys uh, enjoyed the episode and uh, like always if you did please just go talk about it tell your friends share this with people who like to listen into intelligent conversations uh, conversations that can help them some way or the other so yeah Thank you so much for listening in. I'll see you guys with another episode in another dimension. Nahi aisa nahi next week kiya jayega. Chalo, bye.